grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, this is the text. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, when I landed in Latvia, I had slept very little on the plane, and I was what they call sleep-knackered and a zombie, and I was transported to the camp, Camp Adazi, only to have the major that I was replacing tell me when he finally met me, in 12 hours, I get to go home. I had a 12-hour handover to learn everything necessary to be the lead chaplain on Camp Adazi. I fought to stay awake as we had four hours of briefings about the camp, security, unexploded ordinance in the training area, the rules to follow, such as curfew, drinking, travel into Riga. There was a brief by the Padres who were leaving and their responsibilities, which now had become mine. I and hundreds of troops sat through hours of briefings, and then the major that I was replacing briefed me on the layout of the camp, which troops were mine, the chapel, the other nation's chaplains, and my role with them, my responsibility to brief the Canadian Joint Operations Command on a weekly basis, to brief the National Support Element CO, the Task Force Latvia CO, and the other chaplains on the camp, and a host of other responsibilities that I had no idea how to do. As the major I was replacing left the next day, I remember the panic that I felt, the worry, I was not worried about Riverbend as I had left you in good hands. I was not worried about Andrea and my family. I knew they would be okay. I was worried about me, about failing, about being too obtuse to learn everything that needed to be learned. And I remember one night when I called home, I was in tears. And I said to Andrea, what have I done? Andrea, I don't know if I can do everything that's being asked of me. I don't even know where to start. I remember Andrea's response. It was not one that pumped my tires or reminded me of who I was, but of who God was. She said, pray about it. Give it to God. He is with you. Do what God has called you to do, and the rest will follow. I want to say that I felt better, but I know the Lord does not work in feelings, but in truth. And the next morning when I woke up, I prayed from the Psalms, God, arise, your enemies shall be scattered, and those who hate you shall flee before you. It seemed appropriate for where I felt. I was a stranger in a strange land with only God as my seeming ally on the camp. But because I was so worried, I was in constant prayer. And as I settled into my role, I once again saw the goodness of God in my life and in my work. And then I realized I got it wrong. Paul is not saying to the church in Philippi, when you worry, pray. He is saying, you need not worry, pray. Easier said than done, pastor, you may be thinking. Indeed, I am of the same mind as you that reading Paul's words when he says, worry about nothing? Really? Look at this world. We are in the times that Isaiah prophesied about. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. 
As Christians, we hold the sanctity of life in the womb, marriage between a man and a woman, protection for children, laws that are just. We pray for our daily bread that we can afford for our families. We pray for the freedom to hallow God's name in public. And we are called backwards, bigoted, and biased. And Paul says to us, do not worry. Like Martha, who asked the Lord to get married to help her to prepare the meal for the Lord. I was worried about many things. I was divided in my mind to seek things to do this way or that way, to use this means or that means. But Paul is saying, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about a single thing, he says. In reading this from Paul, my mind and my flesh grinds, saying, impossible. Even Christians worry. But Paul is saying they need not. Peter echoes this in his first epistle when he says, cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. What is the consequence of a little worry anyway? What's the big deal about a bit of anxiety here or there? Well, when we worry, joy ceases. When we worry, we cease to yield to God. In my worry, I say, God, I need to take care of this because I don't trust that you will. In my life, I have my own tangible skill set, my will, my wit, my wisdom to handle the situations that life throws at me. But Paul suggests that the first line of conversation should not be with yourself, but with your God. Inform him first and your worry will change. It'll turn from worry to trust. Inform him first. The scoffer will say, does the omnipotent, almighty God need to be informed? Well, Jesus says this, and when you pray, do not heap up empty, empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. This conversation that we have is not for God. It's for me. It's for you. For the worrier and the anxious, for those broken by sin who struggle to trust. God bids us ask. It is our first words that Jesus directs us to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven. And what does this mean? Luther says, with these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and we are his dear true children. And that with all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children, ask their dear father. There are those who will not ask or only ask that God serve their own wills. As James rightly states, James rightly states, you desire so you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you cannot obtain. You fight and you quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on yourself. Paul says to the Philippians and to us, in everything, in every case that may arise to worry, by means of your prayers, your petitions, let your askings be known to God. Jesus says it thus, also Trinitarian in a way, ask, seek, knock. We as the children of God need not shrink from going to our Heavenly Father to make our needs known to Him. Who better to take your petitions and fill them? Not as you see fit, but as God sees that you need. 
better than you do. Paul's very words today contain the assurance that God will grant better than we ask because he cares for us and knows what we need. Luther says this, I have held many things in my hands and I have lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hands, that I still possess. I have been by the bedsides of the dying. I have held the hands of those whose cancer or sickness is killing their bodies. And I have heard prayers of thanksgiving for all the blessings they have received in their lives come out of their mouths. And I have thought, where does such thankfulness come from at this hour of anguish? Dear friends, I need the reminder as much as you do so that I do not despair in the face of anguish and death that the one thing needful that God has given us is his son. Paul says not a chapter before to the Philippians, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ as my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Come what may, pain and persecution, trial and tribulation, oppression or depression, starvation or stake burning, you have gained Christ. God sent his son to suffer on the cross. The son of God has borne the burden of sin on the cross. That whatever comes, we have the promise of a life that is not this one, a death that is not a permanent one, an eternity with our Lord because of his death on the cross and resurrection from the grave. Your whole slate of sins is paid for by the son of God, by the shedding of his blood and the spending of his life on the cross for you. Your death is overcome by Jesus rising from the dead to give you victory over death. The blessed result of leaving everything in God's hands is to rest on what he has already done in his son. Everything is well between you and God for the sake of the son. So nothing in all creation can steal from you the forgiveness of sins and your salvation in Christ Jesus. That peace between God and us will stand like a sentry over your heart, so that come what may, hardship, harassment, even hell on earth, we have a seat reserved for us at the marriage feast of the Lamb, which will have no end. We were about three months in, about halfway through the tour, and the pressures of the high operational tempo, what the Russians were doing in the Ukraine, and the work that needed to be accomplished were highlighted in the commanding officers, officers group. Everyone in that meeting took a bit of a beating that day as the CO pushed to accomplish more, train more, work more, and it was emphasized. The room was heavy as everyone took their lumps. And when it came to the deputy commanding officer's turn to speak, the commanding officer turned to him and said, DCO, anything to add? Major Tom McComb said, well, sir, as tough as this gets, that padre yells at me every Sunday, you are saved in Christ. I'm thankful I got that. I may not be yelling, but I am telling. Dear friends, we truly may not understand it, but it is truth. Your sins are forgiven in Christ and salvation is yours. And now, may the God peace, the God of peace which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. 
Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.